Welcome to this edition of In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. The new novel, Scavenger Hunt, is a thriller that delves into the DC power structure. It's the story of Blake Hudson, a Justice Department attorney who finds himself tapped to join a secret elite counterterrorism group. But will he become the hunter or the hunted? I recently talked with Chad Boudreaux about his new novel and its main protagonist. Yeah, so Blake finds himself in a position of power within the Department of Justice that's not unlike uh, what we see in, you know, day-to-day Washington, D.C. And he's, you know, like, like most young professionals, he wants to do a great job. He, you know, he wants to do well by his country, and he is put into a, a very difficult uh, situation where he has to uh, be a part of this clandestine group that uh, he doesn't even know existed, and they meet on this hidden floor of the Department of Justice at, at the main Justice Building, which actually actually exists, and uh, most people don't know exist. And uh, and basically, what Blake has to figure out is uh, what's this? How is he going to get out of this box that he's in? How is he going to, on the one hand, do what he needs from a national security? standpoint, on the other end, uh, you know, abide by the law and the privacy rights of citizens. I always find this interesting because I always ask, when it's this type of, of a book, so what kind of clearance did you have to get in order to write this? Or, <laughs> or did you? <laughs> well, so my my mentor, you know, it's, it's interesting because my, my first mentor ever was uh, a guy named Greg Brown, who is a, a graduate of uh, Southern Illinois. And mm-hmm. uh, so I grew up, uh, you know, being mentored by a Saluki. And, um, and then, but my mentor Main Justice was really the uh, who we called the cleaner. He was the dean of the Justice Department, a guy named David Margolis. And I had I had told David early on that I wanted to write the book, and um, and I told him what the parameters were. I told him there was going to be no classified information involved, and so my clearance was actually pretty easy because I knew the person who cleared. <laughs> so I was going to say, I mean, obviously for 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 readers that, that may not be completely familiar with with, with your background, you've mm-hmm. been inside the military complex and worked in inside that area of our national security complex. In that, so I always make it. I always wonder when 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 writing then becomes um, when I don't know, I guess when maybe the advocation becomes more the vocation. Um, how much of Real life, are folks going to recognize in this in this book? Well, I mean, first and f- foremost, the book is definitely fiction and mm-hmm. entertainment, but it's informed by real events. And like you said, I've you know been a part of you know the U.S. Department of Justice and uh, in, inside you know the um, Homeland Security space uh, beyond that. But it's uh, what I hope to do with this book is give the reader an amazing story, first and foremost, without much of any agenda at all, other than let's entertain. But by the same token, I'm taking you behind the scenes, behind the curtain, if you will, and showing you a little bit about how it works, and actually a lot about how it works. So I think that you have people who are at the top of their uh, industry right now, both in the legal industry, the intelligence industry, um, that are reading the book. And so um, I think we're, you know, you'll learn a lot about the story, but you're, particularly if you're not familiar with Washington, D.C., or, you know, the um, intelligence world and the justice world, you'll certainly learn a lot about that as well. So this is, I don't want to give too much away, but um, they start in, in this in investigation into, um, uh, and then it kind of sort of turns its table in those that are 
investigating sort of, I guess, become <laughs> more the, the target of, of, of that in, in investigation in not necessarily nice ways. Um, what was kind of the genesis of, 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 of this plot? Yeah, so I think you hit on it. The way I describe it is, you know, the, the hunters become the hunted. And uh, it, it becomes, uh, you know, who is, who is now chasing after Blake Hudson, who was chasing after the bad guys before. And you really have to figure out who the bad guys are. But the genesis is really about, I think, the tension that uh, exists um, in this world where you are faced with these, um, uh, with these demands to, let's just say, protect the homeland. And at the same time, there are legal hurdles to doing it the most efficient way because we live in a constitutional republic, and thank goodness we have rights and freedoms. But uh, a lot of times in this world, you will, and in our, you know, in our politics and our news media on on both sides, we all try to make it binary. And for the real folks that have to deal with these issues, it's not binary. It's not binary. And so, I think um, what what happened in this case was you had somebody who was making hard choices. Voices and uh, trying to do the right thing. And, and when, let's just say, he did or wanted to do the right thing, uh, something happened and people didn't like um, what happened and they were confused about what happened. And then so they seek retribution for that. Would the average reader be surprised by what actually transpires inside rooms like this secret meeting? Or is truth stranger than fiction? Well, yeah, I think a little both, right? So um, I think um, there are some things that go on behind the scenes that I think people are not aware of. Uh, Quite frankly, I think um, one that would probably surprise most people is bipartisanship in the national security space. Uh, because we're not fed that on, you know, now being on the outside, pretty much, you're not fed that that storyline. But for the most part, there's a lot of overlap, even upon even among members of Congress behind the scenes, about what needs to happen. So that would be my biggest, you know, the, probably surprise for the reader. Uh, but there are some things too that uh, I think uh, are you know, stranger than fiction in that you would think that we would have more capabilities than we actually do. <laughs> so, uh, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, the government's after them or, you know, that they're, they've got their phones bugged, and it just doesn't work that way. The resources aren't there even if the technology is. And, um, and so it's a little bit clump, more clumsy than you would think. Uh, you know, the group that I've put together in my novel is a group that – you may or may not find, but it's it's all the skill sets that would actually be needed to do the operation the correct way. But um, you know, it's it's not a group that you'll ever find probably in practice because of the um, the insularity of of agencies and the mission focus of those agencies. And so um, it's a very inefficient process that we go under. So so Blake Hudson's not like a Tom Cruise character. <laughs> well. Well, I'll, let the, I'll have to have, let the reader figure that one out, but um, he's certainly an interesting character, and uh, he's more complicated than I think um, you would think just by reading the cover, because he is a human being, and he's, and he's a little bit naive, like I said, and there's a lot of people that are just like Blake Hudson who find themselves in positions of power at a very, very early age, and... Um, and it's it's interesting to see how they respond to pressure and to adversity. Mm-hmm. So what what do you think is the biggest thing that, that he has to learn about himself as he untangles this mystery? Yeah, he has to, he has to 
understand to himself how pure is he going to be, right? Because he comes into a, a situation, again, probably with starry eyes and, and just is amazed at having this position of power, working directly for the Attorney General of the United States at you know, a ripe young age. And he, he and he's learning that there is a world where, uh, you know, a bomb can go off at any time. And he is the one put in the middle of that. And so they bring him in to this clandestine group, uh, you know, ostensibly for legal advice, but it's really for legal cover. And um, and so he has to he has to uh, ask himself, and and he does, um, you know, am I going to be willing to stretch? Um, the law a little bit here to save lives, and I think that's the coming of age part of it. It's, it's, uh, it's Blake maturing in real time and um, in rapid time because the issues are hitting him uh, hard and fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to circle back around to something you mentioned uh, kind of at, at, at the start, where you had kind of pitched this idea to the powers that be that, that you were looking at th- at this particular type of story. Mm-hmm. To what degree? Blake and the other cast of characters in this story direct what was what you were writing, or did you know where you were going to end up before you started? Interesting. So I I have talked about this a lot recently, but one of the books that I read that kind of changed the way I write was On Writing by Stephen King, and in that book he he has a lot of great things. Get rid of all your adverbs. I mean, what a great piece of advice that is. It cleans <laughs> up your writing so much. Uh, but, but, you know, buried within all of that is he talks about how his characters kind of come alive and he loses control over them a little bit. When I read that the first time, I was thinking that's, that's some hokey stuff. And, and that, and I'm not really, I try not to be a hokey kind of person, but, um, but, but as I wrote Scavenger Hunt and, um, you know, a novel that'll follow, I had this infrastructure, I had an outline that I thought was, was pretty workable. And um, but at some point, Blake and the other characters did surprise me. Of course, I'm in control, but my mind, as I'm writing the characters, the characters almost became, um, you know, their own their own characters. And so the um, throughout the course of Scavenger Hunt, Blake did surprise me. He surprised me a lot, particularly as it related to how people uh, treated his dog. He's got a great Dane named Judge, who's the only real character in the book. Um, <laughs> And um, and there's an event that happens with his with his beloved best friend and uh, Blake. I you know to say he, he acts out of character as I would have uh, as I would have uh, of known him at the beginning of the book. At the end of the book, he becomes a much more fulsome character uh, with all of his warts and all of his emotions. And uh, so yeah, characters change and they change. They they turned my storyline on its head and it was a better story because of it. That's author Chad Boudreaux. His novel is Scavenger Hunt. For this edition of In the Author's Voice, I'm Jeff Williams.